What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, I'm going to break down for 16 rounds my most favorite and least favorite picks of each round. I'm going to break it down in the best way I can for you. We got a big draft weekend coming up. I'm going to try to help you out the best way I can. All that and more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex the Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. People. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, and for this episode, it is just me today, uh, doing this on my own. My partner, Marchetti, is away. Um, the new star is born, Kento Akashi, could not make it today. And it's just me for today. You may hate it, you may love it. I don't know how you feel about it, but I got to get the show out there. So, uh, once again, shout out to Kento for coming through last, uh, you know, earlier this week. Shout out also to my boy, uh, Brandon Ferguson. Also, I tried to have you on the show earlier this week as well. Unfortunately, it didn't work out as I planned, but I know you were here waiting to be on the show and, uh, appreciate you brother, but we'll get you back on soon. And, um, yeah, football starting next week. The preseason is over. Giants four and zero in the preseason. Hooray. Let, let me live it. Let me let me have that. I know it's not that much to be happy about, but at least it's a good sign for the future. I guess if you want to look at it optimistically and be positive about it, I'm happy about it. Um, already went through three drafts. I don't know how many leagues everybody else is in. I am in five leagues myself. I already had three drafts. My dynasty draft. I was happy about that. I ended up with the second overall pick. And then I had my uh, draft, the ad, which the league we call Amateur Hour, with uh, my boy Timmy Finnegan that runs, and it's started off as him and his family league, and it's still the family league, I guess you could say. A lot of family members in there and with close friends. And in that pick, and in that draft, I had the 11th pick. Uh, pretty happy about my draft. It's a keeper league. It's a 14-team keeper league. Lots of keepers already off the board. Um, the keeper goes in the sixth round. I had Aaron Jones as a keeper, and I ended up taking... Uh, Devontae Adams fell to me at the 11th, which I was shocked and very, very happy about. Shout out to Jose for taking David Johnson 10th when you did, so you could allow Devontae Adams to fall to me at 11th. I was very happy about that. Knowing I had Aaron Jones ready as a keeper, I was looking for a stud wide receiver as it is. But the thing that upsets me about this is that I had the 11th picked in that draft, and I had another draft on uh, last Sunday, which I had a 10th pick, and then I got another one coming up on Wednesday, which, again, I have the 10th pick. I don't like that area. And I got it in uh, three drafts already, so I don't know. Maybe I did something wrong, and there's a uh, bad karma floating around me, and I, maybe I deserve it. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, so far, the, the draft spots have not been friendly to me. Uh, this Sunday, I have another uh, league that 
Kento and I run, that I hold a, a barbecue at my house for it, and I hold a draft for it at my house. And we're pick, we are usually we always pick the draft order that day. Once again, if you check out betterfantasybureau.com, you can see the article of all the ways that I have picked so far, except for the poker table one, the poker game one. I was trying to get that uh, done this year, but it didn't work out. But if you check out betterfantasybureau.com, you can read the article so far about all the ways that I uh, picked my draft order this year. I mean, uh, throughout the years. And this year we're doing it with pinatas. I have mini pinatas. I bought them because the pinatas are, I'm not going to buy 12 pinatas at full price, like 20 bucks each. I'm not spending that much money. And uh, I bought mini pinatas, bought 12 of the mini pinatas, and I was going to fill them up with like ping pong balls, something, and I'm going to swing it at a machete and let whoever picks the pinata, they swing at it, and that will be the pick in a draft. So hopefully I get a higher pick in that one because I've been stuck around the 10 and the 11 range for all my other picks, and I'm not happy about that. So hopefully I get a higher pick in that one. Um. So let's get it started. We got to be, you know, like I said, there's another big, huge draft weekend. We know we had a huge draft weekend last week. We try to get you prepared as possible. We got a big, 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 big one this week. So let's get it all started and let's uh, hook you up. Let's get you ready. Let's get you prepared. Let's get you started for the draft. So I'm going to tell you in each round and I, uh, going to look through it through each round through rounds uh, through 16 rounds and tell you my most favorite and my least favorite pick in each round we went through it with running backs with marchetti we went through wide receivers with marchetti the picks that we like over there and then now i'm going to just tell you in general my favorite picks through each round uh doesn't matter if it's a running back or wide receiver just going to tell you my favorite and least favorite so starting off with the first round i mean pretty much everybody's a favorite in the first round uh, you know, the rankings are, I'm, and I'm going through this as we go through all our leagues, we go through a 12 team PPR. That's how we uh, break it all down. So obviously, you know, if the first, if I say the first round and for example, on fantasy football, fantasy football calculator.com in a full PPR 12 team league, Nick Chubb on average is going in the 12th pick in the first round on average. Um, so if you're in a 10 team league, maybe he falls to you early in the second or even halfway through the second attempt team league just because it's different so remember we do 12 team ppr's so in the first round obviously i mean i'm obviously gonna say my favorite pick is saquon barkley the number one overall pick he's number one in my rankings between him christian mccaffrey and alvin Kamara. the zeke situation it, it's so just to, i guess touch on this a little bit too about what's going on the biggest news has been going on over the weekend is that it seems that the zeke and the Melvin Gordon situation has flipped. This is what it looks like with the news and updating, which makes your draft weekend a lot more stressful, a lot more stressful. So to, to bring you up to speed of the news, if you haven't heard already, I'm sure that anybody listens to this podcast has heard about it. It seems that the, the, the Cowboys are preparing for a six week holdout from Ezekiel Elliott. They said they won't they won't see Ezekiel Elliott on the field in October. They're saying we don't need him during the regular season. We need him for the playoffs. I mean, I'm also a person that I kind of think you need Zeke to get to the playoffs, but maybe I'm wrong. The offense is supposed to be a lot better. And, you know, and we've seen plenty of running backs behind that great offensive line, uh, you know, start to shine and do really, really, really well. So maybe they, you know, they don't need Zeke to get to the playoffs. It's not the most difficult division also in all the football. But it seems that it's going to be a six-week holdout. Now, in most of the, in pretty much all the drafts that I have been involved in, that he has gone still top five, Zeke. Still too early for me. 
I would stay away from Zeke. And I would honestly, I would stay away from Melvin Gordon to bring you up to the speed with Melvin Gordon. They're saying it seems like he might fold and might play week one. Now, these are what the beat writers are writing. These are what the beat writers are saying. This was being told that he's going to play week one because remember, both these situations are very different. They're not like the same Le'Veon Bell situation as last year. But because this Le'Veon Bell situation happened last year, and Le'Veon Bell was going as a first or second overall pick, and it burned a lot of teams, and it hurt a lot of teams. It's scary, but it's not the same because if they end up holding out the entire year this year, both of them for argument's sake, let's say they just don't play at all this entire year, then you know what's going to happen? They're going to end up just losing money, and they're going to be in the same exact situation as next year. So they're still on the contract. They still have to play. So it's not the same situation for the both of them. So I said earlier is my prediction that I think that Zeke was going to miss three games at most and his contract was going to be worked out. And that Melvin Gordon, I think he would you know miss more or less about half the season. I said about week six, he'll return because he was going to fold and he was going to play because it doesn't seem like they're making any other steps to bring him any closer. They already made steps to bring Zeke closer to what he wanted. Zeke was offered a contract that makes him paid almost as much as Gurley. So more than Le'Veon Bell and less than Gurley, but almost as much as Gurley. Apparently doesn't want that. He wants to get paid more than Gurley. He wants to be the highest paid running back in the league. Um, so my advice for both of them, even though you feel a little bit better about Melvin Gordon, I don't know how true that's going to be. And the Zeke situation, listen, this could all just be smoke and mirrors. This could be something that Jerry Jones says to... You know, it's 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 a play. It could be a play by Jerry Jones. You know, I, I read uh, this interesting tweet that Des or, or Instagram um, uh, post that Instagram that, that Des Bryant put out about a bunch of tweets from somebody. I forgot exactly who, but if you look at Des Bryant's Instagram, you'll see it. And it's talking about how uh, one of his agents said that how Jerry Jones was, was trying to talk to Zeke um, on his own one on one. And then it was along the lines of this about like how Des told Jerry Jones in his suite that was overlooking Cowboys field in the stadium, Cowboys stadium. And he said, Hey Jones, if you were to try to cover me down there on that field, what would happen? And then Jerry Jones like, well, you would kill me, Des. And he goes, exactly. So Mr. Jones, why would I want to get in a contract negotiation with you? Because he knows it's hard to negotiate with Jerry Jones because that's what he does. So I just think that this is possibly a ploy to possibly, uh, just get Zeke to just take the deal that's there saying, like, all right, cool. You know, you want to hold out? We'll wait six weeks to get you because you're going to come back one way or another and you want to be a cowboy. He does want to be a cowboy. And we're giving you a good deal here. So, you know, we're not, you know, you were bending over already backwards for you. Jerry Jones is a lot for his players. So I just, I still think this is mainly smoke and mirrors just to make Zeke take the, take the, you know, take the money, take the deal and to play faster. But we'll see because, you know, like I said, it just looks like this flipped. It looks like the Zeke holdout may be longer and it looks like the Melvin Gordon situation may be shorter. But that's also yet to be seen. And Melvin Gordon is still dropping. He hasn't risen at all, uh, really, from, from the latest news. So with all that being said, finally my advice on it. I still understand if you take Zeke top five. He's still going top five. I still understand if you take him. I'm not mad about that. If you take Zeke top five... You must, you must reach to grab Tony Pollard. You have to. You have to reach to grab Tony Pollard, even if he's out for just two weeks. 
at least you secured your number one draft pick, your your first round draft pick. You secured it. You have an insurance there. <clears throat> so you have to reach and grab Tony Pollard. And I get it. And I understand it sucks about wasting a first and a sixth round pick for the same backfield on the same position for the, you know, it's, it's, it sucks. And you're giving up a lot. So just be prepared. If you're taking Zeke, you have to reach, don't play around. Don't wait and hope, you know, see like once it gets around to when you look at your ranking sheets and he's coming around there, maybe, or even if he's far off, just, just reach and get him. You have to take Tony Pollard. You have to, you have to back up Zeke with Tony Pollard. You have to remember I said at the beginning of the season, it was tough to say who was going to be the guy in that backfield. And it's emerging that it's Tony Pollard. Take Tony Pollard. Don't think about it. If you're taking Zeke, you got to take Tony Pollard around the sixth round and uh, maybe even fifth or seventh at the latest. If you don't have Zeke and you want to be that guy, that jerk that takes it away from Zeke, I mean, I'm not mad at that. All is fair and love in fantasy football. Uh, it's in your rights to do that. You'd be kind of a jerk if you did it, but you have absolutely every right to do so. Um, you know, whether it's just out of spite for somebody else, which which is a little bit worse, but you know, you still could do it. Or if you just want to have trade bait against that guy or whatever the case may be, uh, just know that if you do that, you're still giving up a pretty decently early round pick for somebody who's going to play. I still feel that's probably going to play just two to three weeks. Maybe I think Zeke might become earlier. I could be a hundred percent wrong if this news is true, but I think he's only going to play like two weeks, uh, three at most. So you're, you know, you're still giving up a pretty high draft pick for something like that. So I recommend don't do that. <clears throat> don't be that guy. But just if you have Zeke, you have to grab Tony Pollard and Melvin Gordon. It's it's nothing's really changed. I'm not taking him. I'm not touching him unless he really drops. I'm not. I'm not a gambling kind of guy. I wouldn't take that gamble. If you want to take that gamble, go ahead. I get it. Just do your best. Also, grab Austin Eckler. And once again, you're gonna have to pay a early price on Austin Eckler because Austin Eckler is still projected to be the starter. <clears throat> and people are still thinking that this Melvin Gordon situation is gonna be taking a lot longer than what is being written about. And um, Austin Eckler is going as the main guy. So you got to just still grab Austin Eckler if you're grabbing Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon has to drop lower for me to get him. I'm The third round, I'm probably still not taking him. Maybe the fourth, maybe the fifth with this new news that emerges. I don't know. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more details uh, before my draft's coming up, which is on Sunday and then this Wednesday. Hopefully get more details about that. But we still got to see. So... <clears throat> Moving on, let's go back to the, uh, my first uh, players in every round. So Saquon Barkley, obviously, obviously my favorite player, but every any player you take in the first round is going to be a stud. Everybody's going to be there that's going to produce. So let me tell you my least favorite players. These are my two least favorite players in the first round. Um, David Johnson is one of my least favorite players in the first round. Uh, and the biggest and, and, and the biggest thing about David Johnson is that he's going to be involved. There's going to be workload for him. He's going to get the ball. He's going to constantly be involved in the offense, even if he doesn't perform. I mean, the best thing about him, most reassuring thing about him is that he had a terrible offensive line with a terrible quarterback and a terrible situation last year. It was just awful on any stretch of the means. It was just bad. You know, the defense wasn't great. Everything was just bad about it. That's why he ended up with the first overall pick. And he still ended up as the RB10. We all know that. But the fact is, is that we just hold such 
high expectations for Derek for David Johnson. We hold such high expectations for him. That's why he burns us so much and he is upsetting us so much. When we take him right now as average ADP on fantasyfootballcalculator.com is 1.07th with the seventh pick in the first round. Um you know, if you're taking the seventh pick in the first round, you're taking just a the, the tenth overall running back, you're not hundred percent happy with that. So David Johnson is my least favorite pick. My second least favorite pick is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's going to be a beast. Nick Chubb's going to be a stud. He's going to kill. He's going to perform. He may be the fantasy MVP possibly, but only for the first eight weeks, first nine weeks, whatever, because or 10 games, because uh, Kareem Hunt comes back week uh, week 10. Is it the same when Kareem, come, come, Kareem Hunt comes back that Nick Chubb is automatically going to be out the pitcher? Absolutely not. It just says that, it, it, he's definitely going to be involved. He's definitely going to take away some touches. And the fear is, is that it is possible he could outperform Nick Chubb. Now, in redraft leagues, I don't really recommend taking Nick uh, Kareem Hunt. I really don't recommend taking him because I think for the rest of this year, he's still going to be the backup. He's going to you know, you know, barring injury, bearing injury and everything else. He's going to be the backup for that team. Maybe next year he'll outplay him and he'll overperform. I mean, I talked a lot about Kareem Hunt um, last year, how people got to remember that there was still a lot of weeks where he did really, really, really bad when Alex Smith was on the center. Then Pat Mahomes comes around and he does a lot better. He kills, remember, this was a beautiful system he was in in Kansas City. He was in a great, great system in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, Damian Williams was sharing the ball with with Kenyon with Kenyon Drake in Miami when Jay Ajayi went down. Okay, Damian Williams is always a backup. Now all of a sudden he's a top, uh, you know, a third rounder, like in a, in a third second uh, second round pick. That's too much for me. I don't get it. It's just because of the system he was in. So Kareem Hunt did great for the system that he was in. And uh, he killed it with Alex Smith. And he had a lot of weeks where he just didn't do much. He was extremely inconsistent over there before, you know, uh, pre-Pat Mahomes over there in Kansas City. But it was still an Andy Reid system. It was still a great offense over there in Kansas City. And now with Pat Mahomes, he did so much better. And this is the reason why we love Damian Williams so much. So is it, you know... Now you put in still a good offense, which on paper at least you see it's a good offense. Uh, we expect it to be a good offense with Freddie Kitchen. So it's to, is it to say that Kareem Hunt is going to still be a stud even next year? I don't know. I, it's hard to see. He may be an RB2 for the rest of his life because maybe just Nick Chubb is just that good. But right now, at least for what we know, it's still another gamble because he'll be a fantasy all-star for probably just the – most of the like you know the first three quarters of the year and that last quarter come that playoff push he might just drop in half who knows so for for me at least in the first rounds those are my two least favorite are david johnson and uh nick chubb everybody else is fantastic i wouldn't say i have a favorite obviously i, I guess i had to say it was sleek barkley but that's at least what i would say so moving on into the second round uh looking here in the second round who is my once again my my favorites um uh it's 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 easy to say my favorites i have a lot of least favorites here i guess i could say like i love juju i love odell i love tyreek hill i like Gurley a lot Gurley's going uh his average adp is 204 fourth pick in the second round now in all of my drafts he has went in the first round that i've had so far he has went in the first round and uh except for my dynasty league he went in the second round but i 
love the value for Todd Gurley because they're saying his knee is healthy. The problem is obviously is that they overwork him there in Los Angeles. They run him into the ground and they're just worried about what he's going to be for you down the line. If he's going to be hurt for you like he was last year. I just think that if you're spending a second round pick on what could possibly be the um, highest scoring fantasy player that's not a quarterback with Todd Gurley in the second round, I just think there's a lot of value there. I'm willing to gamble with Todd Gurley in the second round 100%, possibly even if I had like really, really late first round. So I'm willing to gamble him there. Uh, not with my 10th round pick <clears throat> going on in this uh, league coming up on uh, Wednesday because I'd rather just get my, my stud wide receiver there. But I like uh, Todd Gurley still. If he falls to me, I'm taking him. Uh, so I'll tell you some picks I don't like. I already said about Pat Mahomes. I love Pat Mahomes. I already expressed that even if he has regression, he's still going to kill. He'll, you know, you take away 10 touchdowns from him last year, he's still the number one fantasy quarterback last year. So even with regression, he can still be the number one QB one. Love Pat Mahomes, but still too high for a QB. I'm more than likely not going to have him in any of my drafts this year. I don't like Dalvin Cook. I explained it before. I felt that he's going to be a bust because uh, I, I just don't think he'll stay healthy. And Damian Williams, I already expressed, I just think it's too high for him. I just think it's in a good offense. But, you know, he's never been asked to carry that workload. Darwin Thompson is showing that he could be a beast and a stud, so he might take over eventually. And he's just like he's never really was that great of a running back. It's just that, you know what, he just in a really great system, really great offense. And that's the reason you're gambling with him. And you're taking your chances with him, all right? Uh, definitely love Joe Mixon, big Joe Mixon guy, at, you know, because he was in the same situation as David Johnson. You know, like, not that great of an offensive line, better offensive line, but not that great of an offensive line, not that great of an offense, and was injured, missed a couple of games, still ended up as uh, running back nine last year. So missing games, bad offense, same thing as David Johnson, still ended up as running back nine. I like Joe Mixon a lot. Hopefully he stays healthy and he gets the kill. <clears throat> Moving on to the third round. Uh, what would I say would be my favorite picks here in the third round? All right, so not for nothing, I do love Amari Cooper here in the third round. Love Amari Cooper here. Uh, I know the whole situation that's going on with the contract situation that's going there in uh, Dallas. We already spoke about that a little bit. But still, if you went running back heavy, you went, you know, I mean, sorry, you, yeah, if you went running back, running back with your first two picks, Right. Like, let's say if you took, you know, like one of your stud running backs, you ended up take or you took Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon. Let's just say those are your first two picks, like two people that I already said I love. And Todd Gurley, you took him in the first round. Or even if you took Nick Chubb and then Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley in the second round. If you went with Amari Cooper as your wide receiver one, I'm all right with that. I'm not mad about that. I mean, Stefan Diggs is also there in the third round, but this is going towards the back end of the third round. So once again, this is if you're in the back end of the first round, like you like I've been. And then you went Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon, which is ballistic. Then you went Amari Cooper. I'm 100% okay with that. I like Amari Cooper a lot this year. I just think that it's he's in a better offense. Uh, he's going to have a lot more attention. But I just think the offense is going to be better this year with the new offensive coordinator over there in Dallas. And you know me as a diehard Giants fan. It's really, really, really hard for me to say all this. But I like Amari Cooper a lot this year. Uh, my least, and I love Carrion Johnson also. Carrion uh, Johnson's another great pick. I love in the third round, and I love Chris Carson a lot as well. My least favorite pick in the third round would have to be, and it pains me to say because I love one of these players. Like, I don't love Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette. I get it. I feel that um, he is somebody that I could forgive for last year. It's just the fact that his injuries 
are a problem and they're scary. Uh, his behavior was a problem and is scary, but the offense is mainly going to flow through him. I just feel like it's also going to be improved now with uh, Felipe over there in, Jag- in uh, Jacksonville and Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Blake Bortles, so I just feel like it's going to be improved, but still he's the main focal point of the offense. So he's going to be used a lot, but I hate to say it. It's George Kittle in the third round. It has nothing to do with his talent. I love George Kittle. He's a stud. I have him. I took him in the third round in my dynasty because I want, you know, I'm going to keep him for a long, long time. I'm going to keep him forever. He's my dynasty league, for Christ's sakes. It's just a lot for a tight end. I mean, unless you went stud wide receivers, stud running back, like I did, like I went Devontae Adams and Joe Mixon, one of my draft. If you took George Kittle there, I get it. I understand it. So if I went him there, you know, I'm balancing myself out. And then for some reason, if like Pat Mahomes or fell to me in the fourth round or whatever, if I, maybe I would have took Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round to pair him up with, with Devontae Adams. Then, you know, I get it because I'm balancing everything out. I understand it. So I'm not saying that there's not a world where I see that George Kittle's crazy. It's just if I'm picking anybody in my third the third round, because there's a lot of value here in the third round, just to go through the names, Leonard Fournette, on Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Chris Carson, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, and Julian Edelman. Um... <clears throat> So you know what? Let me take the George Kittle thing away and say Zach Ertz, I guess. Because it, it's I, I understand about I'd like George Kittle better than Zach Ertz. I just think it's way too high to spend on a tight end. Like the only only tight end I would see as spending anything on is Travis Kelsey, and I still think it's too high for a tight end, but it had to be one of those tight ends over there in third round. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of solid, like low end RB ones, wide receiver ones that you could get there in the third round. <clears throat> Moving on to the fourth round. Um, over here still. So like, this is where the round that Melvin Gordon is going around. Now, if he falls to me in the fourth round, you know what? I'm more, I'll probably take a shot on him, especially if I went running back heavy. If I went running back heavy and I would hope that Melvin Gordon would fall to me, then, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot on him. If I went, if I, if I already have two running backs that I went, or if I went, you know, if I got two running backs in the first, second round, like if I got like a, even if I got a Joe Mixon carrying on Johnson, I'll probably take a shot with a Melvin Gordon here. But my favorite pick over here in this fourth round. Now, this is the fourth round also where you got all those wide receivers from the Los Angeles Rams going. You got Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. You got a lot of good wide receivers going here in the fourth round. T.Y. Hilton dropped to the end of the fourth, to the end of the fourth, 412. Still value there for T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is still going to be a top 20 wide receiver, no doubt about it. Top 15 absolutely could be. Top 10, that's a stretch. But T.Y. Hilton... Is that good of a player that it's not impossible? But it's a stretch to say that he's going to end up as a top 10. But Jacoby Brissett is not that bad of a quarterback. Do not sleep on Jacoby Brissett. I just, now, the Colts were going to be my pick for the Super Bowl favorites. For me, I had them last year even going to the Super Bowl. And I, that that was my long shot for Super Bowl, I guess you want to say. like That was like my little bit of a bold prediction. I thought they were on the really right path. Jacoby Brissett is not no Andrew Luck. Let's be real. So, But he's still not bad. They're no longer my contention for Super Bowl team. They're not in contention for me no more. But uh, I still like the Colts. They still have a very good defense. They have a very, very good offensive line. Jacoby Brissett's going to be protected, and he's still going to throw the ball well. He's not that bad of a quarterback, He's and uh, he's got another year in the system, so he's going to be fine. T.Y. Hilton, there's a lot of value over here. There's a lot of value for T.Y. Hilton. I was going to originally say that 
my favorite pick here would be Robert Woods because of the fact that I think Robert Woods is going to end up as a top 10 wide receiver. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver out of that trio over there in that dynamic offense that is the Los Angeles Rams in the Sean McVay arm Los Angeles Rams. I think that Robert Woods will be that guy. Is it to say that I'm going to be wrong? You know what? Yeah, there's a big possibility I could be wrong. But this is my prediction. This is my take. I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not saying surefire thing, but it's what I believe in. And I think that Robert Woods is going to be the main guy out of there. I think there's going to be a lot of attention on Brandon Cooks. I think Cooper Cup is going to be more touchdown dependent. And I think Robert Woods is going to be the best overall player for that offense. Is it to say that Robert Woods is a better player than Brandon Cooks? I don't think so. I just think fantasy-wise is going to put up more points for you. Um, and but So I was going to say him originally, uh, but it's going to be for me, T.Y. Hilton, just because of the value of what this man could possibly do. You're drafting him. You're at this round, the fourth round, you're looking at him as your wide receiver too. Or if you went three strong running backs, if you went three strong running backs and then a T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> that's even better. That's even better for me. I think that's fine. You know, let's say you went, uh, like I said, uh, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, and then you went like a Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones, excuse me there. That's fine. Then you went with T.Y. Hilton. That's not a bad look. <clears throat> so T.Y. Hilton for me is my favorite pick in the fourth round because that's a lot of value for him there. Uh, my least favorite pick for me would have to be, it, it's pretty easy out of this, out of all these running backs. I mean, these are pretty solid running backs you get. Like Melvin Gordon is somebody I would take here in the fourth round. That's fine. Hopefully the new stuff that's being said about him is true. <clears throat> and he... um and he does play week one, if that's the case, you got a steal. What a steal you got there if you took that gamble. Such a steal. Um, if you're taking Melvin Gordon, you got to take out Austin Eckler. But look, there's a couple of running backs here in the fourth round that are really good. Mar uh, Mark Ingram, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, all good running backs. Marlon Mack maybe relied on a little bit more now that Andrew Luck is gone. But Derrick Henry is my least favorite pick in this fourth round. Everybody else I like. Everybody else is fine. You know, Chris Godwin's good. Tyler Lock is good. I'm staying away from Derrick Henry, especially with all these running backs that go in the fourth round. I'm staying away from Derrick Henry, and especially because there's a lot of good running backs also going in the fifth round. So let's move on to the fifth round. Um, now the quarterbacks starting to emerge here. Deshaun Watson going here. Aaron Rodgers going here. Then you see more of the tight ends start to emerge. This is why I'm saying don't spend like a first or third round pick on a tight end. Do you want to bounce yourself out a little more? Wait to the fifth round. Grab yourself an Evan Ingram. I like Evan Ingram. I told you I moved up on him. Marchetti made me believe in Evan Ingram a little more. Shout out to you again, Marchetti. My favorite pick here in the fifth round, though, as we were talking about running backs, especially because it's going more in the middle of the fifth round. I love James White. Big fan of James White. Not mad about you taking James White. You know, if your first three picks are probably wide receiver heavy and you maybe you took Pat Mahomes. And you take James White as your RB1? I get it. I have more confidence in James White than I do in my favorite pick here in the fifth round. My favorite pick here in the fifth round is Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman has been going up a little more, especially with the news now that the Jarek McKinnon had a setback. Look, he's going to start the season in two ways. There's going to be two things going to happen with Jarek McKinnon when he starts the season. Either he's going to be on the IR or he's going to be in, he's going to have an injury release from the team. The team's going to release him based on injury or he's going to be on the IR. One or the other, regardless, Jeremy McKinnon is not going to be a factor on that team and maybe a factor in the NFL at all. 
I hope not. I wish nothing but the best to the guy. The guy finally got an opportunity to be the starting running back for a team as he was always behind Adrian Peterson and other players over there in Minnesota. Um, so he got the opportunity and injuries that held him back. Unfortunately, I feel, I feel for the guy, but uh, he's not going to be a factor over there in San Francisco and not for a while. Uh, Matt Breida is the only other thing that I'm worried about. I mean, he really did do really well last year. Maybe emerges that, but Tevin Coleman has that report. Kyle Shanahan, Tevin Coleman is a great pass catcher. Matt Breida is the better runner. Tevin Coleman is the better pass catcher. I just feel like a Kyle Shanahan offense is a really good offense to be a part of. And if Tevin Coleman is going to be the starting running back for that offense, that that's a great value to get there too. If you took him as your RB two, that is really good value i feel i mean I, I like him better as a flex a little more confident for him let me let me take that back let me just say it's a better flex but out of this fifth round he's my favorite pick um i know tyler boyd is one of my fantasy crushes i love tyler boyd but um you know still 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 think that i still believe that aj green is not going to stay healthy for the rest of the season not the rest of the season but most of the season at least and Tyler Boyd's going to emerge and he's going to be involved one way or another in that offense because Tyler Boyd still performs even with AJ Green on the field speaking of AJ Green he's also going in the fifth round right here 510 I took him early in the sixth round in my other draft last week it is a league that has two flex spots they took out the kicker and they put two flex spots I was more than happy to take A.J. Green in the sixth round. My other wide receivers so far on that team were at the time. I, I went Tyreek Hill, then James Conner, and then Josh Jacobs, which was a fantasy crush of mine. Got him. And this is the team where I had a 10th pick. Got Josh Jacobs in the back end of the third. Then I took Aaron Jones in the fourth. So I went running back heavy with my stud wide receiver being Tyreek Hill. Then I was going to take A.J. Green in the fifth, but Tyler Lockett was still there for me. Tyler Lockett was still there at the back end of the fifth. I was like, I got to take him over here. He's going to the fourth, 408, and he fell to me in the, with the 10th pick in the fifth round. Had to take Tyler Lockett there. Couldn't pass that up. It was more of a surefire thing. The number one main receiver over there for the Seahawks. So then I was like, you know what? If A.J. Green falls to me in the sixth, I'm 100% taking him. And I did. Because right now it's looking, they're saying it's going to miss three weeks. Uh, Stefania Bell was mentioning that there's more. He's not going to be ready for week three. They said at best, at best, he'll be back week three. That's what they're saying. I think he might miss a little more. I think he'll be back maybe week five. Week five, I feel, to be more realistic. Even if that's the case, I spent the six-round pick on him. I'm not missing a lot. Um, By the way, my least favorite pick over here in the fifth uh, for me would have to be O.J. Howard. I believe O.J. Howard's being ranked a little bit higher than he should be. I'm not taking anything away from how good of a player he is. Uh, I know Bruce Arians' offense. I do trust in Bruce Arians to do better for the Buccaneers, but the fact remains that I just think that there are better tight ends to take over. I think Vance McDonald's a better tight end to take later. Uh, I like a lot of late, late also tight ends that I feel a little more comfortable with. That's just me. I'm more than likely not going to take O.J. Howard, not because I have anything against him. It's just because of the fact I just like other tight ends better, and uh, I just feel that... There's still competition over there in the Buccaneers. I could be wrong. But going back to what I said about A.J. Green, just because I want to finish off that sixth round. So look at the other wide receivers that are going there. A.J. Green as a player is better than all these other wide receivers in the sixth round except for Josh 
Gordon is possibly the only argument I would say. But once again, we've seen A.J. Green dominate way more years than Josh Gordon has. Josh Gordon, unfortunately, has made the mistakes that have never given him the opportunity to show that he could be a top five wide receiver. But he's also that good that he hasn't shown that in consistent years. And we still believe that. But A.J. Green is better than every other wide receiver that is going here in the sixth round. And uh, if, if he stays healthy and plays, he's killing. So uh, I was more than happy to take him there. Over here in the sixth round, uh, to say who is my favorite player over here that's going on average in the sixth round, um, and I said this guy was going to be asleep, and Austin Eckler's going here. If you're taking Melvin Gordon in the fourth, like once again, Take Austin Eckley here. Uh, Tony Pollard, as you see, is not around here. Like I said, I wouldn't mess around. I would just reach and grab him around here. Don't mess around. Just reach and grab Tony Pollard. But um, <clears throat> my favorite here, D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook is my favorite. I think he's a sleeper for me. I know some people are like talking crazy. Some people are like, turning off this podcast right now. They don't want to listen to it anymore to me saying his names. But I think he's a real sleeper. I think there's a lot of value. He's been moving up a lot in the ranks. He's been going higher. And... Um, I just feel that, you know, he has a lot of, he's going to have a lot of good rapport with Nick Foles. I just think with the DeFilippo offense is going to help Nick Foles. He loves to throw to his slot receivers. And I just feel that he's going to do well as a slot receiver over there at Jacksonville. And he's going to kill. He's going to emerge. So I really, really do like D.D. Westbrook here. Uh, Robbie Anderson is always going there. Also going there. Great pick. I just think it's going to be a better offense. Uh, Sam Donald having another year to develop with Le'Veon Bell. Did scared about a little more. Stacking the box a little more. Robbie Anderson being the deep threat, the sleeper. I just think he's going to be better. And I just think Robbie Anderson is also a good pick to have here as well. You know, Josh Gordon, obviously, we know what he could do. Uh, well, we, we, we hope he could do, which is, remember, the thing is there's a lot of risk with him with Josh Gordon there. My least favorite pick here in the sixth round, DJ Moore. For me, he's my least favorite pick. DJ Moore, I mean, he hasn't just done much. I know he was taken really high in the draft uh, with him and Calvin Ridley were the first two wide receivers gone in the draft uh, two years ago. But... The thing with Cam Newton, <coughs> pardon me, the thing with Cam Newton and Cam Newton's injury, and I, I just, have, what, what have we really seen from DJ Moore to trust him to be a flex wide receiver or a wide receiver in the bench? I mean, around this time, we're starting to look at, like, bench players in depth and these fillers to be, you know, for these bye weeks and stuff like that. I, I don't see as DJ Moore as being a guy that gives me a lot of depth. Can I be wrong? I could be wrong. I don't think I am. Not for this one, I'm pretty confident saying that I don't think the DJ Moore is going to do that much. He'll be like a top 30 wide receiver, and maybe that's maybe, F maybe, more back into the 30. But it'll be outside the top 20 for me. Um, moving on over here to the seventh round. Uh, my least favorite pick here in the seventh round, uh, I do not like Emmanuel Sanders. And Will Fuller's always constantly hurt. I do not like Kenyon Drake. There's a lot of players here that I don't like in the seventh round. Seventh round, I'm getting a little bit tough. My favorite player here would probably have to be between Latavius Murray and Vance McDonald. Now, Darwin Thompson's going there, too. I'm a big Tar Darwin Thompson believer. All right? I got him in two of my three drafts so far. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get him in my Dynasty League. But I got him in two of my other leagues, my redraft leagues. And I got him in both of them which he's more value for him in dynasty than in redrafts, honestly. But Darwin Thompson definitely has a lot, a lot, a lot of upside, a lot of upside to be the starting running back for that powerful, powerful chiefs offense. 
My favorite picks, though, have to be Latavius Murray and Vance McDonald. Latavius Murray is going to be involved. If you took Latavius Murray to be the first running back on your bench, because in my league where I have A.J. Green, I took Marvin Jones to play as like my little security blanket, as my little insurance policy, while A.J. Green is out to play my flex, and I also took Latavius Murray. I could easily put in Latavius Murray over Marvin Jones, and I and I wouldn't be crazy about doing that because Latavius Murray is going to be involved. They're going to split the carries between Kamara and Latavius Murray. Kamara is the main guy. But they're both going to produce. The Saints running backs produce. They always think about Drew Brees and how much he slings it and how much he throws the ball on a constant basis and how good of a quarterback and Hall of Famer that he is. And they think about Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, and I get that. But the running backs do very, very well to Sean Payne's offense. We've seen Mark Ingram and we've seen Alvin Kamara both succeed very well in the Sean Payton offense. So Latavius Murray is going to be involved. He's going to be involved. He's going to be used. So... I love Latavius Murray, and I love Vance McDonald this year. There's an abundance of targets that is vacated for the absence of Antonio Brown. And yeah, they're going to go to Juju. Yeah, they're going to go to James Conner. But you know what? They're not all going to go there. There's just too many targets for Antonio Brown to be gone. And uh, Vance McDonald's going to be the guy who's going to fill a lot of them. And I feel especially also in the red zone. So Vance McDonald is one of my favorites over here in the seventh round. I think there's a lot of value for him, and I think he's a better tight end Fantasy-wise, at least, fantasy-wise, than O.J. Howard. Um, let's move on now to the eighth round. Uh, Matt Breed is going in the eighth round. Once again, we you know it's not bad to take him there. He might He's going to still probably more than likely be involved in that offense. And he's still going to do well with there. Uh, right now, according to fantasyfootballcalculator.com, as far as the ADP goes, remember, these are not rankings. These are just average draft positions. Tony Pollard is going here. Like I said, I wouldn't wait. I would just go and take him. All right. My favorite player over here in this round, the eighth round for me is Sterling Shepard. People forgot about Sterling Shepard. They forget about him a lot. He is still the number one wide receiver on that offense. I get it. It's Eli Manning throwing the football. And most of the passes are going to go to more likely Evan Ingram or <clears throat> Saquon Barkley. But you know what? When people are drafting Evan Ingram in the fifth, granted is a different position as a tight end. Nobody's really worried about it. They still think he's going to kill Evan Ingram. So why won't Sterling Shepard just do just as well? No, You're taking him in the eighth round. You're not expecting Sterling Shepard to be your wide receiver, to be a wide receiver one, to be a wide receiver two. You're looking for him to be like a flex bench filler guy over here in the eighth round. Or maybe depending on what you did with your draft, if you went like, you know, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes, then maybe you're looking for him to be your flex or wide receiver too because you spent your earlier draft picks on quarterback and tight end positions. So maybe that's what you're looking at. And it's not the worst. He's still a very good, very talented wide receiver, and he has done better, <coughs> pardon me, with Odell gone. Granted, he's done better marginally, not by one, not by much, but he's done better. His stats have always improved when Odell was out the pitcher and he was the wide receiver one. Um, he's going to get a lot of attention. Like I said, no one's looking for him to be like the, you know, the best wide receiver in fantasy. But you're spending an eighth round pick for him. He's going to be fine. That is my favorite pick there. I think he's just so slept on, so forgotten, uh, not, you know, not looked at. And... Uh, just, just I would grab him there. I'm looking for him. I haven't got him yet because some people have actually reached for him. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get him yet, but I, I would really love to get Sterling Shepard on one of my teams. 
my least favorite picks here. I mean, there's Kareem Hunt. I already told you about Kareem Hunt. You know, don't draft him in Regis Leagues. Don't look for him. I get it if you do. I understand it at the point. But the only thing is you're giving him yourself some playoff push there. But I explain my reasons about why not getting him. You're still drafting a backup running back in the eighth round that is not going to play for the first nine games for uh, the Cleveland Browns. For the first nine weeks, excuse me. Eight game suspension, nine weeks because they had the bye. Um, and who's to know if he's going to do good in this offense? He killed in the Kansas City offense. Who's Who knows he's going to do good in this offense? We'll see. But uh, my least favorite picks, though, here have to be Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson is my least favorite pick. I, once again, people probably turn this off. People probably think I'm crazy. Remember, guys, Malcolm Brown is going to be that guy. He is going to be involved, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown is going to be the main guy when Gurley goes down. A lot of people believe in Henderson. A lot of people think he's really good. They draft him, they feel like, for the reason. But they re-signed Malcolm Brown for a reason. They let go of C.J. Anderson for a reason and re-signed Malcolm Brown. The reason is because they believe and trust and love Malcolm Brown over there. He's going to be the main guy. If you want to draft a handcuff to, to, um, to Todd Gurley, wait a couple more rounds. If you have Todd Gurley, you want to draft a handcuff later on, get Malcolm Brown much later on. All right? Darrell Henderson is not that guy. Uh, so he, to me, is is my least favorite pick here in the eighth round. Um, <clears throat> I'm not really going to mention any of the quarterbacks because of the fact that, uh, you know, you want to read, there's an article I have there about the, the quarterbacks to grab late on betterfancybureau.com. Also, I didn't mention earlier, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. You could always ask me any questions anytime over there. Also on the Fantasy Life app, if you want to hit me up, I'm there too on Better Fantasy Bureau. I answer a lot of questions there as I can as well. But if you, um, I'm not going to mention the quarterbacks or defenses overall because, you know, there's so many quarterbacks to grab and so many different rounds to grab them in. If you want to hear more about that, listen to our quarterback episode. Moving on over here to the ninth round. Uh, there's a lot of value here in the ninth round that I see uh, and a lot of people that I'm also worried about. Like, I'm worried about LaShawn McCoy. I mean, but there is talks about him being traded to Houston. If he goes to Houston, is it a really better look for him? Not really. It's still a really bad offensive line. He's already, we've already seen the beginning of the end of LaShawn McCoy like two years ago. So there's not much upside from LaShawn McCoy. I don't see much of a value there for him. It's not like he was Adrian Peterson at any point that where he was like the best running back in the world. And Adrian Peterson at his age is still, you know, firing on on some, on some sort and still firing all cylinders. We've seen it last year with it's like 90-something yard run. Pardon me as I take a drink of water real quick. <clears throat> oh, that's bad radio. Anyways, but we, we've seen before how, um, you know, Adrian Peterson could be the main guy still, even at his age. And LaShawn McCoy is not Adrian Peterson, so I, I don't trust him there at all. I'm also worried about Jordan Howard. There's also some talks about Jordan Howard maybe going to over there to Houston. I mean, that's the biggest scare reason about Duke Johnson. And he's going pretty high. But that was the biggest scare we mentioned the other, the other episode with Kento about Duke Johnson. Why is it scare? <clears throat> so those are like some of the picks that I'm not crazy about in this round over here. My favorite pick over here between two guys, between Larry Fitzgerald and Marvin Jones. Those are my two favorite picks in this round. Uh, James Washington, I know, is there, but there's still the talks about Dante Moncrief looking like he's going to be the number two. It could be James Washington. A lot of people like James Washington better. It doesn't mean the Steelers do, but I get it. 
Um, but I would rather take Larry Fitzgerald than Marvin Jones. Larry Fitzgerald is going to be a safety net, I feel. He's still one of the most smartest wide receivers and still has some of the best hands in the league. Doesn't have the speed, doesn't have the athleticism as he used to, but he's still Larry Fitzgerald. He's still a competitor. He's still a great guy. And he's still going to get targeted, I'm sure. I'm, 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 they're not going to forget about him over there. Just because they have Kyle Murray and they're going to use what, it's gonna be just Demon Johnson and Christian Kirk and that's it. No, they're going to use Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to be more valuable in PPR than he would in standard. And I just think that he's going to have a better year this year than he did last year. It's still a terrible offensive line. Kyle Murray is a little bit more of a mobile quarterback. Hopefully he stays healthy with his stature that he doesn't get destroyed in the NFL. But uh, I'm all hopeful over there for the Arizona Cardinals, and I hope they do well. And I just think that Larry Fitzgerald is going to have a lot of value over there in the ninth round. You know, he'll be like a good flex player. Uh, Marvin Jones also, he's a red zone guy. He's going to get the targets. He's going to kill in the red zone. I haven't ranked higher in standard leagues, but he's the clear cut number two. It's an offense that is going to, the game script is going to work for Marvin Jones. Game script is going to work a lot because they're going to be playing from behind a lot. They're going to be, have to push the ball down. They're going to have to force the ball down a lot more. And I just think Marvin Jones has value with the ninth round pick. Once again, these are not guys that you're looking to start and play right away. I'm playing Marvin Jones because I'm playing him over AJ green for my flex spot, but I might even play Latavius Murray over him at the same time. It's the game script's going to work for him. He gets the touchdowns. He's a touchdown guy. There's still value there for Marvin Jones. I like him a lot. Uh, <clears throat> let's move on. That's over there. Let's move on now to the uh, 11th round. Did I just say 10th round before? I don't know. I'm a little bit lost. Don't mind me. You guys know I'm not that smart. Let's just go on to the 10th. To the, well, Marvin Jones and Larry Fitz are going. Oh, no. That's ninth round. There we go. Yeah, so we'll go over to the 10th round. I got confused because Marvin Jones is going 105th. I thought that was the 10th round. Marvin Jones' ADP is 9.07. All right, sorry for the confusion there. Let's go over to the 10th round. 10th round um, over here, once again, some deep flyers. One of my uh, favorite picks, my favorite picks here are two guys that are my favorite picks right now. Devin Singletary, Michael Gallup. Those are my two favorite picks in the 10th round. There's a lot of decent picks here in the 10th round, not for nothing. But Michael Gallup, I think, is another sleeper. I think he's a must-have if you're looking to add wide receiver depth for your bench. I mentioned it last week. For me, he's a must-have. I think when you get lower into the ranks and uh, lower into the to, to the draft, I mean, and you see the wide receivers that are going down there, I think Michael Gallup has a ton of upside and he is a fantastic wide receiver to have into your bench to fill in for you for those bye weeks and possibly could emerge also as a, as a, as a, as a main guy for that team. And he could probably be a play every week over there. And I also love Devin Singletary. The upside for Devin Singletary is fantastic. I have Devin Singletary and Michael Gallup in the draft I just had this past weekend. I'm very happy about having both of them that I was able to grab. And the upside for Devin Singletary to take over as the starting back for the Buffalo Bills. And I just think that he's a very, very good running back. And I think he's going to have a lot of upside. He's going to be a sleeper this year. Devin Singletary, to me, is a great pick over there in the 10th round as well. Also, uh, my least favorite pick here, very easy for me to pick, Corey Davis. You know what, Corey Davis? You haven't done much for me to believe in you at all. So I, I don't want to even take you with a 10th round pick. I'm not touching you with 10-foot pole or 10th round pick. Moving on over here to the 11th round. My favorite pick in the 11th round. Jamison Crowder. That is my favorite pick. Tyree, Tyrell Williams is there. A lot of people like him, but at the same time, come on. When is a wide receiver two for the Oakland Raiders done anything for you? I mean, Antonio Brown's there is going to open up more for Tyrell Williams. Has he been a better wide receiver two than most of the wide receiver twos that have been over there in Oakland? Yeah, I guess. 
<clears throat> but at the same time, come on. It's not that great of an offense over there in Oakland. We all don't trust Derek Carr. He's going undrafted. I don't believe in Derek Carr anymore. We I liked him better last year. I don't believe in him anymore. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that the, I mean, the emergence of Antonio Brown definitely improves your offense. Josh Jacobs, I'm sure, is going to be a big improvement for that offense. He's a fantasy crusher mind this year, Josh Jacobs. But I don't think Tyrell Williams is really going to add anything. At the same time, if you're taking him with 11-round pick, he's not going to kill your team. So I get it. None of these are really going to kill your team. But he's my least favorite pick. This uh, He's one of my least favorite picks, Tyrell Williams, and also Justice Hill. I explained why. I'm not touching Justice Hill for anything. I already told you that they have too many running backs over there with Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon, Mark Ingram, and, yeah, Lamar Jackson's a running back in himself. So it is not enough runs to go around to make Justice Hill relevant. My favorite pick here in the 11th round for me is Jamison Crowder. Love Jamison Crowder. I just think that he's also got a lot of sleeper value. I got him as a wide receiver in my uh, one of my in my 14 team league. I got him as a wide receiver on my bench, and I just think that he's a good plug and play flyer or bye week kind of guy. And like I said, I just think that the Jets are going to improve. They're going in a good direction. The Jets. I like the direction they're heading in, and he's definitely going to improve. And he's going to be a PPR machine. I feel Jamison Crowder is going to be a really good offense over there. Let's move on to the 12th round as we're almost done over here. Uh, 12th round. You know, now we're going to start looking at the more kickers are starting to emerge. This is where like Greg Zerline is going or more or less on at least on fantasy football, fantasy football calculator.com and defenses. I'm not talking about kickers, not talking about defenses or quarterbacks for this thing. Uh, my least favorite pick here for me, Ronald Jones. Don't like Ronald Jones at all. I just don't think he's that good. We've seen the other guy, uh, Dar. I can't pronounce his name. I don't think anybody I know. I don't. I don't think I met one person yet that could pronounce his name. Sorry, not an insult to the guy, but the guy has shown take first round reps over Donald Jones. Peyton Barber is going to be the starting running back. I've always said that Donald Jones, Ronald Jones, Donald Jones. Wow, my bad. Ronald Jones is going to be a bust on that team. I feel. I don't think he's going to do that good. I don't think he's that good of a running back, at least for NFL stature type. And um. They have the other running back that's emerging, that he's trending upwards, and he's getting first-team reps, and he's doing pretty well over there. And I just still think that Peyton Barber and the other guy are going to emerge as the best running backs for the Bucks, and Ronald Jones is not going to do anything. My favorite pick here in the 12th round, uh, I like Kiki Cutie, but unfortunately, he's always hurt. He would have been one of my favorites. Miko Harmon, I like him. A lot more dynasty than doing redraft because there's still a lot of mouths to feed over there in Kansas City. It's still a fantastic offense. And Miko Harmon is strong and fast, but I like him better in dynasty for the upside for the future. But who I like best over here in the 12th round, believe it or not, I like uh, Deion Lewis. That's not a bad pick there. Derrick Henry was already hurt before. He might get hurt again. Game script might show that they're going to probably play from behind. They don't have the most powerful offense in the world. And they might, you know, he's a pass catching back. They'll throw a couple of passes to Deion Lewis there. So I just think PPR-wise, Deion Lewis is a solid pick there in the 12th round for another flyer, especially, you know, to a handcuff to Derrick Henry. So, uh, you know, he could get hurt again. And, you know, these are the people that are more likely going to get hurt, the injury-prone people with like Derrick Henry. And Deion Lewis could emerge as the favorite back over there in Tennessee. And for a 12th round pick for a PPR guy, not mad about that. Let's move on to the 13th round. In the 13th round over here, uh, once again, deeper guys, <clears throat> my favorite, excuse me, my throat, my favorite player over here in the 13th round for me has got to be Neam Hines. All right. With Andrew Luck gone and um, Jacoby Brissett spreads the ball a lot more. 
Andrew Luck, we'd look for his tight end in the red zone, and T.Y. Hilton, that was pretty much it. With a better offensive line to protect Jacoby Brissett, I feel like he's still going to look for Neon Hines to throw the ball to, to dink and duck to, with, uh, you know, Dante Foreman hurt still. Neon Hines is still going to be that, it's still going to be the pass catching third down back for that team, and Jacoby Brissett spreads the ball a lot more. For the 13th round, at least for the players that are going here for the ADPs on the fantasyfootballcalculator.com. Neon Hines is my favorite, my least favorite, Nikhil Harry. I don't think he's going to have any kind of value or emergence or put in any kind of work for the Patriots this year. He has underperformed. He has been hurt. He's been outplayed by Jacoby Myers. Josh Gordon is back. James White is still there. Julian Edelman is there. I don't think there's enough to go around for Nikhil Harry. I don't think he's trusted there. I don't think he's going to be used there. Um, Going on now to the 14th round. Got two more rounds, five more minutes to finish this all off. 14th round. Oh, that, that's the name. Dari Ogubawali. I, I'm so sorry if I butchered that, but that's the name there. Going in the 14th round, this guy. My favorite pick here in the 14th round. In the 14th round, not for nothing, there's a lot of guys that I actually do like. My favorite one to me, like this Muhammad Sanu is good. Marquise Brown is not a terrible pick to take there. Uh, even Ty Montgomery, he's looking, he's played pretty good in the in the preseason for the Jets. Not too bad. Cole Beasley, I don't mind. My favorite one has got to be Marquise Goodwin. He has got to be my favorite one here. Um I just think that right now in over there in San Francisco, it's a mess, the wide receiver thing. It's a mess. My belief is that Marquise Goodwin is the best wide receiver out of that core, out of that group, and he's going to emerge and he's going to show to be the best one. He is the biggest veteran there. He has played the most, and <clears throat> he's going to show up and be the best wide receiver there, in my opinion. I could be wrong. But once again, you're taking them with a 14th round pick, and I don't mind that. And if you're the wide receiver one in the Kyle Shanahan offense, you're in good company. But granted, the company he has there is going to be a little bit uh, more of a hassle. He's going to have like Jalen Hurd, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuels. But I just think Marquis Goodwin is going to outperform them all. Hopefully, he stays healthy. He had some rapport already with Jimmy Graham. I'm mean, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Excuse me. So I just think that he's going to do well. My least favorite pick here, CJ Anderson, because I just don't because he's just really a handcuff. That's all he is, and also. Uh, <coughs> Chris Thompson, I don't like at all either. Um, I know if you're taking him, you're taking him to be the pass catching back. But the fact remains is that it's just a cluttered, cluttered backfield with Darius Geis, Antonio, um, Adrian Peterson. I mean, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, Bryce Love. It's just crowded, 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 crowded. Uh, oh, man, I'm not doing 16 rounds because Fantasy Football Calculator only takes me to the 15th round. And uh, 15th round is all full of kickers and defenses. That's how they're, they're going over there, 15th round. Well, I guess, like, you know, my other leagues I've done has been 15 rounds. So it's the only league that I do on Sundays that goes 16 rounds. That's why I was saying 16 rounds. Uh, also, Adam Humphreys going there, not a bad pick. A lot of a lot of good upside over there in the 14th round. So, uh, excuse me, I said I was going to go 16 rounds. I went 15 rounds. Whoops, my bad. I thought Fantasy Football Calculator went more. Whatever. Um... Uh, well, there you go. There's my favorite picks for 15 rounds. My favorite picks for all of the, you know, the rounds and my least favorite picks for each round. 
people are going to draft with me this week are now going to know who I'm looking for and who I like the best, and they're going to take away from me. Whatever. It's going to make it hard for me now. But I'm doing this to help you out because there's a better fantasy bureau, and I'm trying to help you out. Once again, I'm Flex Hit List. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Check out betterfantasybureau.com. Join the newsletter. Party people. Success on the lesson. It's a big draft weekend. Hit me up on any questions you have anytime. Success is nothing less. Peace.